time of the week again. Prepare yourself for the surveyors of saws, the sultans of spaghetti, the whispers in your ears. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the What's Your Spaghetti Policy Podcast. Now, here are your hosts, Alex and Jacob. There has never been, it probably in my life, a more like the, where the universe has aligned so perfectly to where the two most like current MCU projects, that being Moon Knight and Doctor Strange, um, that I have you back, the writer of both mm-hmm. Strange and mm-hmm. Moon Knight in the comics. Um, how, how, how has things been since we've last talked to you? I mean, things have been great. Like, when, when did we last talk? Was it after like Sep- midnight two or three? Uh, August or September. So it'd been around three or four, right? Yeah, I believe two. I think one. No, I think that one is out, two one was out. Two was on its way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, you're talking cool. about how you got it early, I believe, is what. Yes. Cool. Wink, yes. wink early. Yeah, because uh, I. Well, no, I did get it early. I, I mean, listen. <laughs> comes in on now, to be fair, now it comes in on Tuesdays. So I don't get it like days days early just yeah like the day before so it's fine yeah that's that's funny like you guys out in the states like we get our new books on like the day yeah fre- quite frequently uh, well shipping's been a bit of bitch lately oh so. yeah that's yeah my guy i think issue seven or eight he did not get in the store at all oh wow never got his marvel shipment and like Oof. that made that was like no star wars nothing he got the dc stuff and like image but like he didn't get any so I had to go to a different shop, a shop I don't like going to, and <laughs> I don't have a pool list there. So then like, I end up only, you know, cause I'm typically buying like the regular and then a variant. So I have like, sure. two, so, you know, whatever. Well, I'm no, not buying, know. I'm not buying 28 issues of every issue. Sorry. Well, yeah. And I'll see you guys later. That was that was in my rider. Yeah. Right. Um, so how, how's it been, man? Like how's, also, we're talking how's, to Jed McKay. I don't oh, think we ever well, I think, guys. I mean, yeah i've, I've been sure. proper I've, I've been waiting patiently for this day <laughs> <laughs> yes uh, my name is jed mckay i'm uh, the writer of marvel complex as uh, avengers next strike uh that's kind of the biggest one i did is it, um, yeah. <laughs> uh, anyways it's been good it's been good it's um so i guess last time i would have talked to you um death of doctor strange hadn't been announced or anything like that so that was I was probably like, oh, I've got some stuff going on, but I can't talk about it. Right. So like around that t- point in time, I was like really like in it, working on like figuring out what Death of Doctor Strange is going to be. And we did like a lot of back and forth. And it was like, hey, I don't know if I've ever done so many like, you know, ground to ground roof teardowns on a, like a pitch and like you know, just re, re put it together. But, you know, we finally got it, got it together. And I was psyched, like, you know, it was one of those things where uh, I needed a job when I was doing the um, Black Cat, uh, King of Black yeah. uh, arc. And I was like, oh shit, Doctor Strange is in this. I like Doctor Strange. But uh, I was like, there's no Doctor Strange book out right now. And like, no one's announced a Doctor Strange book. So I emailed Darren and the editor. I'm like, hey, can I write Doctor Strange? He's like, sure. I was like, oh shit, okay. It's, so, it's like so <laughs> great. Like, you just like, if you had, if you like, 
any character could you just be like hey uh i mean obviously they would tell you yes or no but like if yeah. you just wanted to like say you wanted to do another another run of like hulk or something or, or you know something off the wall or whatever i didn't know if it was like you could just email them and say hey i want to try this you know is that okay or i mean you, you certainly could email them uh you may you, you i don't know what kind of level of success you're gonna get uh, i was just kind of, i was kind of surprised that that it actually worked but i mean yeah, I can certainly, and also it's, it helps if it's like an editor that you know you've worked with before, which actually I've never worked with Darren before. So uh, never mind. That's a, that's a, <laughs> but anyways, like, my success rate's like a hundred for a hundred right now. Yeah. I'm, 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 I'm really like, uh, you know, it's, it's a flawless victory at this point. Yeah. <laughs> Good. Rip. But, um, I was, I was going to do a sports one. But I'm like, I don't actually know what that means. So I was like, I don't know. I don't know how batting average is a real work. touchdown. It's a real <laughs> home run in the, in the yeah. football game there. So neither, yeah. neither does Jacob to be fair. Hey, I played sports. I don't have to know about sports. Okay. That's, that's true. It's, about. it's it's all instinctive. It's all reflexive. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, but yeah. So that, I was like, that's great. And he's like, yeah, we're going to kill dog strange. You can do it. I was like, Oh shit. Oh. <laughs> that's, so, that's so, that's so sick. That's so fun. So, so yeah, that, that's, that's where strange came from. Cause you know, we were writing the series, I'm working on it like i was like well what like what's first off like where do we have to be coming out of this series like what's what's our status quo for dr strange that we need to be when we get there i'm like you know he's like no well, he's, he's gonna stay dead um he's not coming back at the end of this uh series or anything i'm like okay cool and a little while later he's like listen we're gonna do uh we want to do another series coming at the end of of strange or death of dr strange we'll you know call it strange and, you know, what do you think about you doing Clea? Are you like having Clea as a Sorcerer Supreme? You know, we kind of kicking ideas around like, well, Steven's not around. You know, is it going to be Clea? Is it going to be Wong? Do we want to go reach further afield? And then Clea, you know, I think Clea is kind of one of the, the real breakout star of Death of Doctor Strange. Yeah. Which I didn't really expect when I was writing her because she wasn't a character I knew a whole lot about. But sometimes when you're working on a character, they just kind of, at the risk of sending cliche, take on a life of their own. And I'm just like, oh, wow, like I'm... I, like I'm getting ideas for this character and like how this character is going to work and how they're going to do their thing. And uh, yeah, we just decided we're going to do a series with uh, Cleo Strange, the Sorcerer Supreme. And now yeah. she's in a movie, which apparently like, I didn't know that was coming until uh, I saw <laughs> people like tweeting at me like, Oh, now I understand why Cleo's the Sorcerer Supreme. I'm like, I, I don't know because she's, she's a cool character. Like, you I don't know. Just <laughs> lean into it, lean into it. But like, yeah. yeah, I know it's, I mean, it, it's kind of weird. I kind of predicted that. It's yeah. I mean, like they, they're, they're yeah. consulting with me, you know? Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. But yeah so, so that was kind of funny. Um, to piggyback off that, you, you are going to cross over both Moon Knight and Strange very soon. And yep. you had tweeted recently that uh, it kind of goes back to the first page of Moon Knight number one. Was, no, not, not even that before midnight number one adventures what 54 yeah so yeah age of conchu i guess i don't know i think it was I don't think it was age of conchu but it was they ran a one page preview comic from moon knight uh in avengers i yes. think yeah, yeah, I yeah, think yeah, it was yeah. 54 but i yeah, can't yeah, remember yeah. i got you i got you yeah 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 so was that something that was kind of planted or was it sub subconsciously because this is actually not the first time that they will have appeared together. Uh, I think the first time was like defenders in like 1976. Or, yeah. Yeah. I mean, of it's, course you would know that though. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. I mean, and that's, that's the thing is that I didn't know that, but I just kind of assumed they've met at some point because yeah. I, I kind of assumed that after you know, characters of a certain pedigree, they must've met if they've been around for more than like 40 years. Yes. Like, you know, I was, 
had the fandom wiki for Clea, her appearances in one window and the one for Thunderstrike in the other window to see if they'd met. I'm like, yeah, of course they did. Clea's not Thunderstrike. Like, yeah. Absolutely. And there's so much like crossover stuff with like Infinity Gauntlet or Infinity War and all that kind of stuff that I'm sure they've met at some point. It's it's probably really hard to find characters who've not met in some form or fashion in the Marvel Universe. I mean, it's been around for, oh, what, 80 years at this point? So that's the thing. But... (laughs) But also, it doesn't necessarily mean they know each other particularly well or anything, sure. you know? Like, it's, uh, you know, Moon Knight would be, at most, one of Steven's work friends to Clea. Sure, absolutely. So, I know that Moon Knight's going to show up in Ghost Rider, I think, issue five or something. Are you consulted on that? Or or is mm-hmm. it just you don't know anything about it? Don't know anything about it. Wow. But, Stop you know, that. I mean, it's... it's that, like, That's the way the world works, you know? It's... Sure. Uh, if i mean it's a shared universe right sure. like i don't i don't know i don't know these characters are not my toys um it would go through you know the editors so you know tom's gonna look at it and say like oh no this is making our guy look like a jerk off don't do this okay but uh but yeah no like it's it's not something that i'm not i'm not the gatekeeper for moon knight by any means and yeah it's just you know just the way it goes um how how has the reception been for Moon Knight since you've been doing it almost a year, a published year anyways, you've been doing it longer than that, but how's the, how's it been? Has it felt like this is the, this is the, the, your, your big, not, I don't want to say big break cause that's cliche, but like, cause you had done stuff before that, but sure. like, you know, does this feel like, Hey, okay. Like people are, people are really digging what I'm doing and like, you know. Yeah. Like I, I would certainly say this is probably my kind of like, greatest or like great not, not greatest success but you know perhaps best known comic at this point in time it's like prior to that was black cat which black cat was a book that you know, did very well for being a black cat book but was also very much very much kind of like a niche book sure whereas moon knight i think has much broader appeal especially considering you got the you know the tv show connotations coming in as well so uh, you know, I've gotten gotten a lot of attention for Moon Knight. The book's got a lot of attention, and you know, I think I think the reception's been really great. People seem to be really keen on it. Um, I've not seen a whole lot of people shit talk it. Uh, they they may be there. I, I also don't don't go looking for it because like, like, that would hurt my feelings. Um, so I'll just I'll stick with you know people saying nice things. Absolutely, it's it's always better when people say nice things about you. Generally speaking, but you know, I'm, I'm sensitive, so. Oh, well, I've, hey, I've got I a hard time. I'm the same exact way. Anybody has said <laughs> any kind of negative comments about our podcast, I'm like, I don't hear those. I just ignore them. I don't, I, don't mm. just, I can't. If I do, I'll break down and cry like every single day. So I just ignore it. So yeah, it's just like, you know, well, why, why would I look for, uh, look for additional ways for my feelings to get hurt? <laughs> yeah, that's absolutely. good. That's good. It's fine. Well, I mean, I've, I've, I cannot recommend it enough to oh, anybody yeah. who, like is like oh I'm, I'm getting back into comics it's like oh my god like start right here you've got to read jed's run like it's amazing like it's and i'm not just saying that because you're here like jacob can attest like i just no nah, he, <laughs> he went he just went on the podcast uh shots at the geek exploration podcast and he I spoke did. for like an hour and a half or something oh, that nice. nature. it was like an hour about about how how great so it was about the show well. but i constantly brought up because like we were referencing like runs and like favorite runs and stuff like that sure. and i constantly was bringing you up and i'm like like y'all are sleeping on this like i can't it's a, like the perfect way for anyone who's both hardcore like me and people who are not familiar with the character to like jump in. And I was like, like I, I, I say this with like no hyperbole 
issue six when you get the reveal mm-hmm. of, or it might have been five. Whoever oh, like, is it the end of five? Yeah. So like, well, it was the bomb scene, right? Or the pants. yeah, yeah. That, that was the end of five. I was... like, I have, and I cannot recall in the last fifteen years where I was feverishly like turning the page because like you don't want to <laughs> skip to see who it is. Yeah. But like I, but you, I, but you know it's coming. But like I felt it. I'm like, who is this? Like I cannot like, and like I had to like fight myself to not just jump to the end so then i go back but i'm just like oh my god and i was just like like you know i I was just like he's done it like he's he's actually like made me feel something that's not like like distraught and cynicism with yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah which which is a feat when it comes to uh zodiac who is basically like cynicism in in a cheap suit right absolutely um so you for anyone who i i've I've heard the story on how you kind of scour the underbellies of, of Marvel and, yeah. and, and use, you like to bring and use, utilize characters that aren't typically used or they've kind of been cast aside. So for anyone who doesn't know, can you explain how you pull these like very obscure characters from the mud, no pun intended, and, <laughs> and bring them up into the books? Yeah, I mean, like a lot of it is that it's just kind of easier in a lot of respects. Um, like I could make up my own character, but, and, you know, I have done, you yes. know, we've got Hunter's Moon in this, we've got, you know, Rutherford Winter turning yes. up. But at the same time, and of course, these are not characters I've made up solely, you know, work with, you know, Alessandro also made up Hunter's Moon, Joey also made up Rutherford Winter, et cetera. Um, but I find that if you take an obscure character, usually no one else is using them. So you don't have to clear it with anybody. Um, also it's a thing where they don't have a lot of continuity. So you don't have a lot to catch up with. And I was talking about trying to figure out if uh, Clea and Thunderstrike had ever met these characters with both extremely long publication histories. So there's a lot of kind of digging to try to figure that out. Whereas a character like Zodiac has appeared five times before this, like all you gotta do is read five issues, three of which I already have. So, you know, it's, it's pretty simple at that point. And ultimately I feel like it gives the world a, a kind of a sense of authenticity or like kind of a lived in feel where things that happen in these characters, they don't just disappear completely, you know, forever after that thing happens. Like these are characters that live their own lives outside, no, not, you know, outside of what's happening on the page. So when they come up again, these are characters that have a history, you know, they have, they have a background and that kind of roots it more firmly in the, the the kind of shared marvel universe that we work in yeah and it, it it makes it kind of believable in a sense because like you're yeah you're essentially playing in your own little playground within the the, the marvel universe like you said you you know rutherford winter shows up in in the i guess the most recent issue right At the, as of this yes yeah. yes as of this recording is the most recent issue and so like, you know, that was, oh, jeepers, a, that was so long ago. Oh, no. <laughs> holy moly. I'm just thinking around like, what? Like, yeah, that was issue 10. I was like, holy crap. It was like almost two months ago. <laughs> almost. Cause yeah. <laughs> and we can get into that too. So, but like, you know, that was a character that was basically used in your daughters of the dragon run. And then, you know, you're using, and all, like we said, Clea and Mark are kind of like intertwining here soon. And so like, there's something rewarding for people who read more than one of your books which you know that's 
you've got a lot out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's, that's something that a lot of writers like to do. You know, you, you have a toy that you like and you want to keep playing with it. Sure. Um, I mean, there's always the, the danger of people getting sick of seeing your pet character follow you from book to book to book. Yeah, well, um, they can but... get over it. They can <laughs> yeah, they, they, they can that. fucking deal with it. It's absolutely, absolutely. That's um, what I'm talking about. <laughs> but, and also part of the thing is, it's just when you have a character that you like working with, I mean, you're you're always going to want to bring them back because they're fun to work with. Like, you know, I always try to put Taskmaster and things because I like Taskmaster. I think it's a lot of fun. <laughs> oh, yeah. And uh, thankfully, Taskmaster it requires very little explanation to put him into practically any comic book. Sure. Because it's just like, Hey, I'm a, I'm a mercenary. I'm a jobber. What's up? I'm a bastard man. So yeah. Of course he's being paid by these guys. So yeah. I'm like, yeah, he's here. He's, he's like, you know, I'm here. You know, let's, 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 uh, let's, let's kick my ass. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> um, so during your first, I mean, you obviously, you know more than we do, but during your first year of, Moon Knight, you didn't really mm-hmm. touch on the DID very much. And the last time you were on, you kind of talked about how you wanted to get back to the basics of the character and kind of discover who Mark Spector was rather than focusing sure. on all of these other identities. Um, as of today, though, I guess Marvel put out uh, their August teaser for mm-hmm. issue 14. Issue 14. Which seems to... Uh, seems like you're going to go in that direction which i mean i feel like it was sort of inevitable but uh sure. you i also saw that you had consulted with uh, a man named douglas vincent yep because uh, he has been diagnosed with did right yeah yeah so i spoke to uh douglas and lena uh both parts of the, the same did system uh they're very kind to you know look at what I, i've been working on because you know the did stuff is as I as well, it's very complicated, certainly. But as I mentioned before, it's not something I wanted to get too far into in this like first, you know, arc. Which I mean, this first arc that runs a year. But I think it's also some, something that's important to you know to address and to acknowledge as a part of this character's identity. But I wanted to set the stage for it, as you know, we've done with this first year, and also in a big way, set myself up for it where I don't want to go into something that I don't know about and start talking about it like I'm an expert. So I wanted to be able to speak to people who have DID and, you know, talk about their experiences and to hopefully create a portrayal of DID that is better than previous media interpretations of it. You know, and, and I'm not talking about just about Moon Knight, right? So even just about comic books, but you know, media full stop has had, a pretty rough go with trying to depict DID in any way that is, you know, sensitive or like, you know, astigmatic. So that was kind of my, my goal there is to present it in a way that is, you know, as realistic as you're going to get in a comic book, something that's sensitive and something that's not, doesn't it further enhance the stigma that people with it's this disorder have. Yeah, exactly. Know. So it's like you're trying to really, and it, it sounds like you're taking a, a really good approach to it where, you know, you'd rather, you'd rather portray it in a, in a more respectful light and not just write it off as like kind of a thing that they did in the past. It's, it's almost like, oh, like well, you give a shit. Or, yeah. It's almost <laughs> like you give a shit about people who have this, this disorder, you know, and it's yeah. like, you're not because like making it, oh, they're just crazy or, you know, they're, you know, they've got this insane thing about them, you know, and it's, it's really yeah. nice. 
Like, well, I mean, and like people and like to call Moon Knight crazy all the time. I think it's kind of a shitty reductive thing to do <laughs> when, when you're talking like about someone a ton of shit. You know? It's yeah. Like, well, especially if you're talking about someone who has a real life, you know, a real life disorder, and that's a pretty shitty way to talk about it when you're also talking about people who share this disorder. Right. So, um, I like we talked beforehand. You don't have to really comment on this, but there is a scene in in the show where exactly what you're talking about happens to where you know arthur harrow has in this this congregation of people and he's just like you know he's kind of crazy he's not all right there and then they kind of just like write him off like okay you know and it's just like you had a chance to make a statement and like actually say something and you kind of just you know again you don't you have know. to say anything but you kind of just kind of yeah i mean i i don't know if i would agree with you there and that you don't think so uh, well the thing is arthur harrow is the villain and sure. His, him trying to discredit you know mark or you know steven or moon knight is kind of part and parcel like it's all sure. it's all kind of what he's doing i'm talking like you know where you have you know uh, you know you have articles written about moon knight it's like it's marvel's craziest hero or something like that you know what i mean and okay, and think, like yeah. you also said too like there is a lot of stuff where it's like oh well he's just crazy and you you said it was also kind of used as an excuse in past stories which is very true and it's like well you know he's no. you know he's he's kind of on the you know and so i i mean i think yeah. that's i think it's commendable to kind of take that um that direction and and sort of like kind of change it a little so it's well, not kind of just the same thing over and over the thing is too with that is that a lot there's a lot of kind of conflation in the popular perception of moon knight of you've got his mental illness and then you've got his violent and erratic behavior. And to say that one necessarily stems from the other, I think is a mistake. Right. Because Mark Spector is no stranger to violent erratic behavior. Correct. That's because that's who he is. It's not necessarily because he has DID. It's because he's a person who has a lot of problems and a lot of stresses in his life and has a lot of what he sees as obligations. And he's also someone whose history is basically said basically says you know if you you know it's, it's a hammer and nail you know, to a to a ha- to a hammer every problem appears like a nail you know right. you gotta you just one way to solve it and that's with violence because that's what he's always done it's not it's not because he has did it's because he has an extremely traumatic history uh, and a very difficult relationship with violence uh, over the course of his life and part of the thing with Mark is that. It's not that violence never works. Violence always works for him. But it takes a toll on who he is. And as we've seen before, that's kind of his core thing with Mark Spector is that he's always willing to take that hit, uh, you know, no matter what it does to him, as long as it solves the problem. Right. Um, so it, I've always kind of wondered, so you have, you're writing a lot of books. Yeah, I got a few. Uh, <laughs> um just to go over your bona fides here uh moon knight strange mm-hmm. yep. magic yep uh you're going to be writing the upcoming what iron cat yeah iron cat i'm working on iron cat number four right now so uh on that. well i'm missing something else uh that's all i got right now so like, i'm basically writing four books a month right now like, which is that's a lot <laughs> which is plenty yes um for how as a writer how do you how do you approach a story is it 
like, do you have a specific idea of like what you want to accomplish? And like, it's like, okay, we, here's the thing. And we're going to build out from this and build around this moment. Or do you just have a general idea and like, you just kind of see where the pin goes in a sense? Um, well, like from a practical or even, you know, a business standpoint, cause I need to have an outline before I start writing an issue because it has to be approved by an editor. So, okay. Like being right from a page to a paragraph. Uh, and so like, here's what's going to happen in this issue. Here's how it's going to move us forward. Here's some of the, the big moments. Uh, in my case, I'm not super great at creating detailed outlines that I stick close to because for me, a lot of it happens on the page. So like while I'm writing something, I'll be like, oh, wow, that's a good idea. And all of a sudden the main emotional beat has changed completely because I'm like, this scene is really good. And I'm going to do this instead. Um, similarly, as I'm coming up with that, I'm like, my main plan for this issue is just vibes and it's based around this one line that I think is really great. Um, so I need to have enough on there to show the editor, to show that I know what I'm doing and that they can know what to expect. But I also need to be careful not to, I'm going to say tie myself down, but like not, not lock myself into it too much because I think that's where some of the best stuff for me comes from is when it starts going on the page and when it starts moving in directions that I didn't necessarily anticipate, didn't necessarily plan for. Awesome. Um, like a combination then where it's like, Oh, yeah. you're going to get an idea yeah. where you need to go and then see where, like, see where each moment takes you and, but arrive at the same place. Yeah. Like if I was like a, you know, a superstar writer or something like that, I could probably get away with just saying like, I'm just, just, you know, I'm just vibing. You'll, you'll get what you get. I think Stephen but, King's the only one at that level now where he just yeah, exactly. wants to and sees, sees wherever he goes. Like Stephen King's be like, hey, I want to do a Moon Knight series. They'd be like, sure. Okay. What's about it? Steve's like, well, it's going to be in Maine, but beyond that, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> that could probably work for a couple but also, of also, you know, Stephen King would be like, you'll have all five issues next week. Yeah, that's yeah, also Christ. true. Um. I saw that you recently went to your first con since the pandemic. I did. How was that? It's great. Yeah, it was, it was wild being around so many people. I've never been so many, around so many people in like, what, two and a half years, two, years? Did you get anxious years? at all? Because that would be me. I mean, I'm anxious to begin with, but uh, a bit. of not being around people. A bit. I mean, it was, it was pretty good. It was like the last day before mask mandates disappeared in Toronto. Okay. So okay. masking was like, masking was pretty good at the show. A lot of, a lot of noses sticking out. But uh, that was, we never stopped that here. Everybody had their nose out. I don't think anybody knows how to wear a mask. (laughs) Yes, but you you guys are Americans. You don't expect a whole lot out of (laughs) it. I mean, that's fair. Let's go. That's that's fun. I mean, Uh, but yeah, no, it was, it was great. You know, I got to talk to a lot of people. Um, You know, it's the first time I've been at a show since Moon Knight started. So, I mean, last time I went to a show was like, again, 2018. It was twenty. It was twenty twenty, but it was like February twenty twenty. Okay, it was right so before it was like, shit started kicking off. Yeah, like it was literally right before shit. Like I, I got back from Vancouver, and uh, then I think everything just kind of started locking down, and flights started stopping. I was like, man, I really, really dodged a bullet on that yeah, one. Absolutely, we stuck. We stuck wherever you were. Was and the uh, uh, was the li- was your lines a lot longer than you were used to? Uh, I certainly sold a lot more books than I'm used to. That's for sure. I brought like 50 pounds. I had like 50 pounds of trades hanging around here. I just put it in my backpack, and which is a bad idea. I'm going to get a wheelie suitcase next time. <laughs> so I am not a strong man. <laughs> um, 
But yeah, like I think my Moon Knights were all gone the first day. I was like, oh shit, I should have brought, brought some more of these. Yeah. <laughs> and by the yeah, by the end of the day, I sold or end of the the show, I sold everything. You know, I got to meet a lot of people. Um, you know, talk to meet some pros. Uh, you know, talk to talk to a lot of dealers, signed a lot of books for. The, you know, they come in with a stack, and like you know, they got the um, you know, like the plastic sleeve, little hole cut in it for the signing, because yeah. like they're trying to you know keep it as uh, as nine point eight as possible. Sure. And they're like, so what do you charge students? Like, I don't charge anything for signatures. Like, oh, oh, oh. come back like a stack this big. Oh, oh, I'm, like, I'm like, I'm like, uh, are you kidding me? Like, yeah, I'm like, I, I got nothing else going on right now. I don't even pay for these markers. Oh so God, that'd be, that would be uh, sure. me so much. For it's like if we had, we were talking about last episode about if we had yeah. like a meeting event where we hang out with people, we would just be like, I wouldn't. It was like, what would you charge for like a photo? I would just take the photo because I'm not doing anything. Like, why would I charge? Yeah. For just hanging out. Yeah, I think I don't know, like if hypothetically I was in a position where like signing things became a big problem at a show and like really kind of fucked up my day, I could see wanting to like charge for signature, but at my level, I don't really give a shit. (laughs) If if, if someone's already bought the book, then they've kind of done enough to help me out that I mean, I'm more than happy to sign it for them. You and I are on the same sort of thing. It's like, if people give a shit enough to buy my shit now, obviously there's a fine line. Like you don't want someone bringing like, you know, 30 books and like a bunch of other shit. And it's like, you know, bring a couple let's sign it and then like move on to the next person so like mm-hmm. you know also signing etiquette i think there needs to be something like oh there is and that i think that's why a lot of people also do um charge for stuff and for you know photo ops and all that because like you gotta wrangle because you know like you said some 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 people in america like to take advantage of things <laughs> i mean i mean some people in canada do too oh, i'm sure and also the thing is too like you know you gotta you get you know elders in our profession that there's like, there's no retirement plan for comic book creators. And yeah. if this is how people support themselves when they're you know, no longer being sought out to do books, then yeah, that's fine with me. Charge for signatures, charge for photos. You know, and the long- you've, you, you've already, you, you've earned it at this point. And the longer, and as you know, like the longer you are in the industry, the more coveted you become basically, yeah, sure. you know, and you know, uh, any plans on coming to the States for a con? Uh, I don't have any plans for any cons uh, moving forward for a bit. I was going to go to East Coast Comic Expo over in Moncton, but uh, I think it got canceled this year. Um, yeah, like I've so far, I've got like a I've I've got a great batting average going back to that for not getting COVID. Uh, yeah. So I'm, I'm trying I'm trying to keep that streak going. Yeah, well, um, I wouldn't come to the United States then. <laughs> yeah, it, yeah, I think um, I got a pass for uh, New York Comic Con, so we'll see. We'll see how it shakes out. Like I'm not, I'm not tabling or anything, but I'll be there because I'm like, ah, you know, I haven't seen any of my bosses face to face in like two years, so I should probably get down. It's a pretty safe place to. I think they're taking COVID pretty seriously. I went, I went to New York Comic Con in 2018, and you want to talk about that? Maybe like I've been to a bunch of sporting events and stuff. Yeah, that may have have been the most people I've ever seen in one place ever. Oh yeah, I mean, I've it was like like a hundred thousand people. I feel like yeah, like I like I used to live in China and like you know in korea so like i've been to beijing and seoul and like that's those are high population yeah population density cities but like i went to new york comic con for the first time in 2019 i think and man it was fucking packed Uh, it's (laughs) like like, the the javits was so full it's kind of overwhelming like what i I was there for i got a two-day pass and like the first day i was there i was there for like a very particular thing and then The second day, it was I was a little more relaxed, even though there was more people because it was like it starts on Thursday. We went Thursday and Friday, but like Friday was just like I mean the pe- the amount of people doubled, 
And, no. but even though it was like, okay, I had a layout of the floor. Like I kind of knew where I was going. And that was one of those like fate things where I'd always wanted to wear Wolf by night 32. And that was, it was there. And oh, nice. uh, it was, I say this, like it was as far as collecting, it's probably the best decision I ever made because that book oh, yeah. tripled in value already. This guy have gone nuts. Uh, it's, it's insane. And mine's not even like a high, high grade. Like I, it, I had a chance between it was like this, I think mine's a five, five or a, an 8.5. And it was already like a $1,500 difference. And I was like, no, nah, I'll just go with the other one. The one that's <laughs> a lot cheaper, even though it wasn't yeah. like a lot cheaper, it was still cheaper, but um, yeah. yeah, man, like, cons and stuff have been going on around here so it's i was i was kind of just curious how it was for someone in a different country and how yeah like it was you know it was it was pretty good it was nice to be in a city that's not in maritime canada for the first time in years you know it was was, was fun to go around toronto uh you know go go places to eat i haven't been before and it was also i was really surprised there was a lot like a lot of kids at uh toronto Comic Con, which is great because like we're so used to seeing comic books, specifically superhero comic books, just be for like, you know, a bunch of, bunch of dudes <laughs> losing their hair in their mid forties and like to see actual kids come up and like, Hey, I want to get this book signed, you know, you're like bringing like real beach shit comics, which is yeah. awesome. Cause they're just like reading the hell out of them. Yeah. Absolutely. So I was really, I was really pleased by that. Yeah. That's even better too, that it's, you know, physical and not yeah. kids haven't moved to like strictly digital. Cause I go to the comic book shop several times a month and i don't think i ever i've never seen a kid in there like i see someone who's like maybe 20 still buying like (laughs) like singles but like uh, i never see kids in comic books and we have like three or four in like in town and i you know i hit those occasionally and i mean mean, i'm just hitting at the wrong time free comic but free comic book day there was probably kids there but like but don't you go at like three o'clock in the afternoon yeah the kids aren't there yet, dude. They're still <laughs> That's cool. Well, listen. They're showing up at like the early bird special, and like, why aren't there any kids here? Like, well, I have to beat on? the Where traffic, okay? That like, is I've got to go across town. Like, absolutely. I got to get yeah. my book on Tuesday, so that way I don't have to go out on Wednesday. The bus hasn't yeah. stopped by the comic book shop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The traffic is terrible because of all the school buses. <laughs> exactly. Uh, well, you know, maybe I'll check next week or whatever because school's out. I think sometime this week or next week. So I, yeah, I don't know. When do they get out of school in Canada, yeah. dude? I, uh, anyways, this, this is. A really weird conversation tangent for a bunch of uh, middle-aged men to be talking about on the internet. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. I mean, listen, nah, that was joke. Um, we kids, we're okay. We got kids. Yeah, we're okay. we like, we have we're slowly becoming like grumpy old men, even though like <laughs> yeah. we're in our thirties. Yeah. Um, I do have a question. What does Dark Dimension coffee taste like? I don't know, man. I don't even drink coffee. <laughs> well, I, it was just like a throwaway line. Well, I, I, I was like, I was like, dark dimension rose. I'm like, that's fucking hilarious. That's yes. absolutely going in. Like, I imagine it's got to be the darkest coffee you've ever drank in your life. It's, it's got to be incredibly dank. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's, 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 I think it's made of like ground up mindless one or something. Absolutely has to be. Um, so I saw that you have recently, well, you've tweeted it that you've kind of gotten back into playing some older video games. Uh, yeah, I mean, older is in like, to me, they still seem new because I haven't played video games for like 20 years. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, so we moved to this new place. I'm like, well, I should always want to like play all the Metal Gear Solid games. Yeah. And I like looked it up. I'm like, so I just need like a PS3. You know, if I wanted to want to play Metal Gear Solid 5, I was like, I can get like a PS3 for like 100 bucks. And it comes yeah. with like Grand Theft Auto 3 and like or 5. And like, uh, it's like five has been on every single generation. Yeah, yeah I know. But, but, you know, I'd never, I'd never played it. 
And like the last Grand Theft Auto I played was like fucking uh, San Andreas. And okay. I was like, you know, four, right? San Andreas would be four. came after three because, yeah, well, if there's so three, City, then Vice City, City, and San Andreas. San Andreas. Yeah. Okay. So it's five, I think. So, like, yeah. that was, you know, it was a PS2 game. Actually, I played like, I think the summer of 2005, I think. I don't remember. Right. <laughs> um, so, like, there are all these games that I remember being real hot shit, uh, but I never played it because, like, just I didn't play video games. So I'm now getting up like five bucks a pop. I'm like, oh, maybe I'll play Skyrim. Maybe I'll play uh, fucking yeah, baby. You know, Assassin's Creed, the pirate one. Uh, yeah, Black Flag. Yeah, so it's it's great. You know, get shadow. I'm like, oh, I should get shadow of the Colossus. Five bucks. I've heard great things about. Sh- I I don't. Oh, have to, great. I don't. I can't sit still and play Shadow of the Colossus. I tried, but I can't do it. But I've heard great things. So yeah. while, while everyone's playing Elden Ring, you're playing Metal Gear Solid Three. Well, and that's that's the thing, you know. Maybe twenty years down the line, I'll play Elden Ring. Oh my gosh, you! It's it's <laughs> it's been it's, a journey. I can't talk Jake. about it anymore. Okay, yeah. I can't talk about it anymore. All right. But yeah, like it's, it's it's great. Like I've always loved this. Like I love Metal Gear Solid. Uh, you know, I played Metal Gear Solid Two on PS2 years ago. Years ago, sure. And you know, I played a bit of Metal Gear Solid Three on PS2, but now, like I I bought one thing. I've got Metal Gear Solid One through Four plus all the the fucking you know the the ps vita one and the yeah. you know peace walker and yeah. then the, the nintendo ones right on there so i was I, like all hey, i remember about do Metal you Gear pl- solid is like it plays like an anime right because i remember there was like i don't remember which really one it was, was giants you yeah, got, was, you fight a mech in one of them like the giant yep. the oh, mech yeah. look, i remember the mech look dope as shit and then oh yeah you're, you're always fighting mechs and yeah. it's great one where they had like a, a group of guy a bad guys that like they all had their own specific like oh yeah, that's, that's, like that's pretty much every guy. game. It's awesome. <laughs> oh, okay. Shit. Like that's like I just yeah. remember that's like the That's how you're you're basically hit, like... hitting hitting like the two main things about Metal Gear Solid <laughs> games. It's like there's a bunch of dudes that all have different superpowers and you fight a robot. Okay, yeah. it's an anime. It's just an anime yeah, video absolutely. game version. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's okay. awesome. And like it's it's hugely melodramatic and like really long cutscenes and like oh yeah, philosophy of war and like what yeah. it means to be a soldier, but it's also like really crass because he's, he's always like looking at people's boobs and stuff. <laughs> yeah. Okay, um, so it is exactly you, like it. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Them, yeah. Very, do you play them in chronological order or release order? Um, I started playing one, but it was a real pain in the ass because the um, I'm not used to not being able to go in first person view. Okay. So I'll be like walking through a room and a guy on the other side of the room will see me, but I have no idea where he is. Uh, so it's kind of driving me crazy. So I just skip right to two, and now on three. I'll probably play Peace Walker and then four. Okay. I, I I like Metal Gear. It's it gets a little convoluted for me at times, but I I after four, four was the last one I played. I never did play five. Um yeah. changing uh, what it changed from I think David Hader to Keeper Sutherland. I think that would really bother me. Yeah. It bothers me when um like I like Splinter Cell and they changed on the most recent one, Blacklist, they changed the like the guy who had voiced Sam Fisher for literally a decade, and they were just like, "Nah, we're gonna we're gonna change it." And it's just like it, it'll throw you off. Like it's legit. Well, it, it's it's just because like it's I've listened to David Hayter as Solid Snake since like 1998. Absolutely. So like to change that in a game, it it would just throw me so much. I mean, like I've never played Metal Gear so far. Maybe they do it well. I mean, they probably do. They all the games are very have very very highly produced. But you know, not even just like Metal Gear, yeah, and like that—that that kind of like really, you know, a little cheesy voice, but it works. You know, Absolutely, it fits the character for sure. Yeah, for sure. 
it's kind of why I have an issue with like any time that it's not Kevin Conroy being Batman. Like there's people that do a great job, but as a kid of the nineties, like that was, that was Batman. Like it's. Yeah. I mean, like the thing is Batman's much a broader character than solid snake. (laughs) Absolutely. But, Uh, but I, like, I I see, I, I see where you're coming from for sure. It's um, it's not something I think I would have a problem with to the same extent, but uh, like I understand your, you know, your jumping off point there. Yeah, absolutely. Um, where okay, well, I I oftentimes see you tweeting about how you can't read people's stuff. So where oh, where yeah. where does that stem from? Like, can you explain like explain why you can't? Uh, not just that you probably don't want to but like why can't you uh, that's a big part of it uh, no but like but like le- legally speaking i can't put marvel in a situation where someone would have even extremely spurious grounds to say that i took their idea and that therefore they're entitled to either uh, me, mon- mon- monetary compensation or ownership over the ip right so that's just kind of the long and short of it and I know that perhaps I talk about it in a way that's a little bitchy, nah. <laughs> but it's just stems from the fact that this is something I have to repeat over and over again and have done for years. And my career is still pretty young. Like people have been in the business for a long time. I've just sick the fucking death of it. And that's, that's not even me as like writing something like, you know, X-Men or something where people are extremely keen to tell me, to tell, you know, the writers of X-Men or X characters how they think this should work in sometimes exhaustive detail. So, yeah, that's that's the long and the short of it. I don't want to be ever in a position where someone could say, and again, I would say without any good grounds, because it's I think it would be extremely unlikely that I would take someone's idea and run with it. Outside of like you know, if I'm talking with my friends who are also comic book professionals, like we'll shoot right. the shit and trade ideas back and forth. But that's different. You know, it's keeping it in the family level of yeah. trust there too. Yeah, absolutely. Like, and like it, I, I understand that there is like a difference between people who. You know, because I know I would say that like from an out like an outsider's perspective, like somebody trying to like pitch their idea, like, hey, you know, here's here's my idea for it, kind of like yeah, hoping for that, you know, like hey, maybe he'll listen to me and then take it and run with it. But then obviously, like again, like you said, there would be implications there where they they could come back and say, Oh, well, he stole that idea and ran with it. Yeah. So it's better to just get ahead ahead in front of it and say, Hey, I mean that's the thing. Stop it. <laughs> yeah, and like you, you like you like you see these lawsuits around of people who are like, Oh, I wrote a book that has a very similar plot to this movie and look well, actually it has almost nothing nothing in common with this movie but you're still you're still doing a nuisance lawsuit in a hope of a settlement so it's just like i said trying to get ahead of that and trying to have that be a non-issue um and also the thing is let's say that wasn't the case you know there was no legal impediment the last thing i want is people fucking just lighting up my inbox saying here's my ideas for midnight like God, I can't, I can't wait. Like as as kind as I can say, I don't really care because it's like it's this isn't it's not a democracy. You know, we're not we're not writing this comic book by committee. Sure, <laughs> we're not taking so, votes. I'm like, oh, yeah, what's your ultimately, idea? Let's go with it. Like, yeah, you and it's like if someone was like, yo, I think you know, here's what you should do with Moon Knight. And it's like, well, I'm the writer. Yeah. They hired me, so. And I think it would be a disservice to you too, where it's like you have all these other previous writers of Moon Knight, the different iterations, and they all got to do their take on it. And then for somebody to come up to you and be like, hey, 
here's my idea. You should run with my idea. I was like, well, no, this is like, this is my book. This is my iteration of it. If you don't yeah. like it, you know, you can get over it and go read somebody else's iteration of it. So I, yeah. I think it's. And, you know, you those, know, those writers working on uh, previous iterations had the exact same situations, all sure. that. Oh, God. I, yeah, again. <laughs> I mean, like, I remember there's like a famous letter sent into X-Men after like Giant Size came out. We had like, you know, the, the, you know, more modern team of X-Men, you know, Colossus and Storm and Nightcrawler and Wolverine. And some guy was like, man, these guys fucking suck. He's like, here's what you should do. He's like, Nightcrawler should die heroically. Uh, Storm should like go to Africa or something. It's oh, like, it like Colossus should go back to Russia. Uh, okay. Wolverine, Wolverine can stick around. But you guys, the guy was going like point by point how he would bump off or remove every X-Men character on the team. I was like, wow, that's... That's that's that, I was like that's that's some horse shit. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> and like the, and the editors, like the editors printed it with two, which I think is hilarious. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's just like you know, don't don't tell me I do my job. You know, absolutely. I, I feel like it's always going to be people like that where they're always going to have well, some kind of criticism. Or we 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 kind of talk about that sometimes on the podcast where like fandom is a fickle thing, right? No, oh, absolutely. Um, you know, as there are things that, and I think it's because in the age of social media everyone speaks so absolutely as if like you know okay here's this like i don't like this and so therefore i am right and i think as a society we have absolutely lost the ability to be able to disagree on things and have civil conversations and i think go ahead i think though that there's an important distinction to be made there where especially if we're talking about something like fandom or you're talking about having a civil disagreement the civil disagreement only works if you're not disagreeing on something that is going to hurt somebody, you know, right. like, like, let's say I did a Moon Knight story that came off wildly anti-Semitic. Then yeah, I should get in trouble for that because like, that's kind of fucked up. You know, it's, that's something that's actually damaging for people, you know, damaging for real people. Right. Whereas if someone says, I don't like Moon Knight's costume or like he should have superpowers. And I don't really care. I mean, that doesn't really matter because it's just talking about a fictional character's aesthetics, essentially, or like, you know, details that have no further ramifications or echoes on real life and people's real life experiences. Sure. Gotcha. And I think too, like, it's okay to be, it's okay to not like something, sure. but it's also okay to like something. And there has been instances in the last, two three weeks where generalized statements have been made i'm talking about me where like <laughs> oh well and i'm I, like it's just like no. oh you don't like it because a and it's like no yeah. no that's not it like here's why i don't and like if you do like something that's fine and you know there was like i think after like is, uh, episode four or five there was this again twitter is not real life and we know that but no it's, certainly not the way the algorithm works sometimes you get uh you, you see things and it's just like like there has I, I tell jacob all the time like there has been so many times where i have like typed something out and i'm like no one gives a shit like yeah, it's that like dennis it's, I mean, that's, it's a dennis meme where he's like yeah it's like i don't give a shit like you're halfway through what you're trying to say yeah i mean that's the thing too is that i think the most important skill to have on twitter is to know when like you, it doesn't matter it doesn't matter what you think like oh what God, like yes. just like don't don't weigh in on this because it doesn't fucking matter yeah 
There's like, been so many times I'm about to tweet out like something about some bullshit thing that happened in America. I'm just like, you know, which what? is every day, by the yeah. way. You don't need my input <laughs> on this. I don't, yeah. I don't give a shit enough at the moment to really like have and it's and again it comes back to like who the fuck am I? Like what I say, who like I'm gonna get four, maybe four likes from like our group of friends or whatever, or maybe not even any likes. And it's just like who the fuck am I to say something? And I just like I don't yeah. Eh. And like we're like we're you're talking about fandom and, and opinions and opinions being um being you know drawn battle lines and what i, what I find is interesting is that like today we're seeing that with uh, you know she Hulk trailer came out yep and people have very strong opinions not on both sides but on every side it's like there's a multifaceted, you know circular combat it's like a mosh pit of opinions that are just bouncing off each other and browning in motion uh, it's really kind of fascinating to see it happen in real time and whereas over here, it's like, is that motherfucking Frogman? Did they put Frogman in that? Yeah. Like, I, who was I, the, they had some guy, I think, from the, is it Abomination? Is that? Yeah, the I think Abomination trailer? was in it, yeah. And uh, the I guy guess, who played Abomination in the trailer. Yeah, yeah I didn't recognize so, Tim Roth. Yeah, Tim a long time. So, yeah, like, I, 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 ever keep seeing the thing about Frogman. I watched the trailer. I, I didn't see it. I guess I just, it was blinking, you missed it. And then, like, literally all Twitter has been ablaze over Frogman. And I'm just like, what, did I miss something? And I guess I did so yeah i, I mean like you know only, if, 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 my, if they put eight ball on it, if they put eight ball on a trailer i'd be like fuck yeah here we are let's go let's do it <laughs> uh, so my only criticism of she hulk was the cgi like I, I don't mind the story at all i like the fact that there's like a powerful woman that's cool it's great it's whatever uh i like i did like the point that that one moment where she picked up the guy and she was like carrying the bedroom I was like hell <laughs> yeah you wish your wife could do that to you. oh my god if my wife would do that to me tell him ugh, talking about <laughs> fun night ahead but no it's just like my only problem was like if you look at hulk Right, and the same they had because they had the the scene where they're they're talking to each other, and it's like night and day difference. Where like you have the Hulk, who's while he is CGI, yes, like it was it was fine, it was a fine CGI. But then you look at her, and it's like she's it's like they cut and pasted her into the room with him, and it's just it's so out of place. The, ho- again, the hope is that they're not done. Yeah, and I know that it was hopefully an alpha yeah. version of it. So you know, yeah, I mean, we'll we'll see how it shakes out. I do. I, I'm I find it funny it. though because like even it happened with like the Thor trailer where you get a certain sect of people who are all upset and it's like, you're, you're, you know, like, I'm not saying that everybody needs to read comics, but that, you know, you're showing your ass when you like, don't know that like all of like She-Hulk's been around for what, 60 years, something like that. Oh, right. Okay. I, I, I get what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. So and it's just like, like I, you can just, you know, I don't know. The, the, some of the vitriol and like, I know we're all probably, you know, equally as guilty as, as the next, but you know, I, as we go along, I, I, I again, like there's been so many times where I'm just like, it just, it doesn't matter. Like, you know, <laughs> my, my ultimately like how I feel about again, like, you know, the show or whatever, like it's my opinion, but like ultimately yeah. it doesn't matter. Like I'm not out here trying to ruin someone's opinion of it. It's just like, don't in a way, just don't discredit me. And I'm not going to discredit you for liking it. Like, let's have a conversation on what we, what we, what we saw and how, that's different but again it's hard to do i can do that with friends and stuff you can't do that on the internet it's just no no and i mean like i, I, would, I would rather do my taxes than like you know, <laughs> an internet argument absolutely like, with some dipshit like yeah no thanks jacob loves doing taxes that's Dude, his I'm thing i love getting my money back from the government oh, that sure. they took for me oh that, that, that must be nice getting money back from the government <laughs> look i'm not gonna lie I, I would rather them just send me the money that they don't need for my money like that would be fine with me because they could do it they have all the information but you know lobbyists and whatnot how they work and i don't um, want to get into politics but <laughs> yeah, oh man like I, I i get you know i'm a freelancer so i pay all my taxes in lump sum at tax time 
So uh, I was gonna say, how do they do? Okay, random question: How do they do taxes in Canada? Like, is it? I mean, it's pretty much the same thing. We just put all our shit in the forms, and it. Okay. Uh, I think we actually I think we do use H and R Block as well. Uh, yeah, I hate that they charge you to use their service. Well, they gotta get paid. Do you think they're gonna do taxes for free? They, yeah, but they don't they're do taxes for free. free. We do. We do the taxes. We're doing it online. We're putting yeah. everything in. <laughs> they just they're not the doing shit. Ones. Fair point. It's like you know, you give me a paper form and a calculator. I can, oh, no, I'm not gonna try doing that. That's how. <laughs> that's how I end up in prison. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> no, they're they're pretty lenient about being audited and stuff. You just say I don't know, right? As long yeah. as you're not a corporation. I, I, think, I think it's like uh, you know, I, I can't. I, actually, if you're a corporation, you're fine. You don't have to pay taxes. Oh, that's fair. Right. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. You just walk away. You're good. Yeah. <laughs> what are taxes? That's a weird. I haven't paid those in seven years. What are taxes? Um, go ahead. No, no, that's it. Oh, I was, um, can you? I, I just like this random question I had written down. Can you confirm that either? grasshopper doorman or zom will be making appearances in any of your books in the upcoming future zom who the fuck yeah. is zom <laughs> it's a very deep i think he's like a like a zombie just like a living zombie i'm pretty sure it's like trevor but he's a zombie his name is zom <laughs> i tried out. to pull like three of the most like random obscure like characters didn't, from the underbelly didn't leave frogs get his ass whipped in reckoning war maybe oh wait does he keep dying uh, why is it grasshopper? Oh, that's what I'm thinking of. Sorry, that's yeah, grasshopper. That's what I'm yeah. talking about. I don't know. Maybe. Yeah, I, I, I can't read all the books. That's true. That's true. I mean, again, I'm only getting the second hand. Um, so yeah, no one all three was well, doorman. Is the other one? Yeah, doorman. <laughs> yeah, I, I generally have like a strict no Great Lakes Avengers policy. <laughs> okay. So have they have you like so say you wanted to take one of your would it be would you legally be allowed to take one of your characters like like from say maybe not moon knight but you know like some of moon knight adjacent like take it and put it into one of your other works like magic have like a kind of like a, a one panel cameo where no. you know oh, moon knight no. shows okay <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't know that like no. they were like that's, they can be uh, like jed so uh, i noticed in your latest issue of uh, magic um moon knight, moon knight kind of sitting at a bar in the background <laughs> yeah I was, I, I was really uh, i really wanted to juice the sales on magic so i brought moon knight over <laughs> okay that makes, yeah uh, yeah i know that's uh, yeah. that's like that's they're, they're all marvel's ip they own all these characters so i can't you know fuck around like that absolutely i i know we talked about it last time but that was what six seven months ago yeah, i know that ago. you're a, a big year you're yeah you're a big alpha flight guy mm-hmm. so I guess this the question is why are you not writing Alpha Flight? Uh, because Alpha Flight cannot sell books, which I think I probably talked about last time we were on the, the show. I think, like, I think you, know, you could now. You may yeah. have mentioned it, yeah. It's like, you know, I love Alpha Flight. You know, Canadians love Alpha Flight. Um, but if you're talking about a book that is going to die in the sales, uh, generally speaking, that's Alpha Flight, unfortunately. Like, I would love, like, I love to write Alpha Flight. I'd love to see, I'd love, you know, if I'm not writing, I'd love to see an ongoing Alpha Flight book. Um, and I would love for someone to prove me wrong. Uh, but historically, that's what I've always been told is that it's just, you know, it's just not a book that sells. And it's not, it's not the 80, you know, late 80s anymore when Alpha Flight can go 150 issues. Oh, that brings up a great question. Like, is there any, so like in the comic book writing uh, universe or like the world that you live in, is there any uh, like urban legend about like, like, like Alpha, Alpha Flight where like they tell you like, oh, hey, don't write about X character because it's going to destroy your career. Like, is there any kind of urban legends about like, <laughs> you know, characters that you just don't touch or? I mean, I, it, would, I, it would only be like, you know, 
incredibly racist characters from days gone by okay that makes but, sense like, so, <laughs> like i can't really think, i can't really think of any off the top of my head but i guarantee you some exist they're like yeah, we, took, we don't talk you, about that guy anymore what if you took one of those like really racist characters and and gave him like a story arc where it's like he realizes the error of his ways back in the past and he like because i think it would be a, an encouraging story to be like oh, hey sure. like, i get know, that we we're, have we're, family we're, members that are we're gonna rehabilitate racist. uh we're gonna rehabilitate you in colonialism man um, okay there you go see just take him he's learned that his ways were flawed in the in the information that he had present you know and just take him on this wild story arc really realizes like racism is bad i think it'd be great it's what we need right now i mean possibly but like does anyone really need a racism is bad story from another white dude that's fair okay <laughs> that is a valid point yeah I don't um, think anyone's looking to like, oh, let's get this dude in his late 30s who lives in rural Canada, this little white, white bread motherfucker, to tell us about racism. <laughs> but you're yeah. not American, and, and heart, so I think and, people would listen to you. Yeah, but a POC, person of Canada. Yeah. I, I don't think that's going to fly. <laughs> yeah. I, well, I mean, I think you're not giving yourself enough credit because we had talked about how earlier, you know, certain characters are more niche books, but I would argue that Moon Knight was a niche character for a long time. And maybe he has more legs in the in the last decade or so, but sure. I feel like if there's anybody who could bring a, a lesser known group or or person into the the limelight, I feel like it could be you. And what you know, maybe, maybe. I mean, like the thing I always find interesting about Moon Knight is that I feel like Moon Knight has a pretty solid fan base. Yes, but it's just you have these long periods of time with no Moon Knight book. And I can't really kind of, I can't really figure it out. Like, I mean, obviously these books end because no one's buying them, you know, you know, there's yep. not more, well, sorry, not enough people are buying them because at the end of the day, there's a certain calculus that is done to see if a book is making money. If it is not, then it no longer exists. That's just the reality of the business. Correct. Um, but it always seems strange to me because like Mune is a very cool character. Mune has, as we've seen, like a pretty devoted fan base and I can't, I can never quite make that math work in my head of like, this is a character that is very cool and people really like. It's also a character that cannot sustain a series. Um, or, you know, it can, but for brief periods of time over, you know, long spans of years. So, I mean, I think we're seeing that Moon Knight fan base really come out for this latest series because, you know, we're, we're ongoing. We got issue 11 coming out next week. Um, you hope. I mean, at this point, I think it's probably pretty safe, but uh, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna like make any guarantees on what issue twelve is coming out. <laughs> gotcha. But and, you know, like, I just finished writing issue fifteen on it, and um, you know we're we're still going all all cylinders firing. So I think this is gonna be a pretty decent run of Moon Knight by the time uh, we we get the get the axe. Which you yes. know, I'm not saying it's it's happening tomorrow, but just speaking about comic book characters who aren't you know X Men these end these runs end it's just yes. the way it works and i think that i guess like the tell the to know whether or not you've done I, I mean not to say that you haven't done a good job already but like a good tell to be like okay well i did a really good job it's like while the the run does end it takes lesser amount of time to pick back up and be like okay well let's pick yeah. the character back up it's i mean like, that's, it's not that's been 20 years since there's been a new and i run it's been like a year and they're like okay let's pick it back up again let's give it another go let's have another bad guy come in or something yeah because you had because you had Declan's run, then Brian Wood and Greg Smallwood took over. How much time is between the, the Brian Wood Smallwood and um, Jeff Lemire Smallwood? It'll be an Alex question. Uh, 
little, I'm a little fuzzy because it's all the same series, is it not? Was it? So did, so did was it was have, it just a change? Was it just a change in teams? And so there was no still, hiatus. Yeah, because then Colin Bunn finished it out. Oh, that's right, he did. So I forgot. That's, it's all one, and it's it ended at nineteen, if I recall correctly. I think because it's three trade paperbacks. Right. And then after that, you have I believe Bemis with what is the re like the legacy numbering, but it comes off of no because because right? Bemis came after. Um, Lemire and Smallwood. Yes, but yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I'm saying. So, oh, okay, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, 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 okay. yeah. So, but like, I think not. Like chronologically, it's Ellis. Like that because so, it's the legacy is part of the Ellis, even though it was came out yeah. after Smallwood. It's very confusing. Maybe I, I don't. No, I don't know. No, because 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 there's Ellis. Yes. Then Wood. I, I again, I'm just listing writers for convenience. But, Ellis Wood um, Bun. Then Lemire, and then into Bemis or Bemis. Bemis, yes, 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 yes. yes. And yep. was that was that like enti- like one issue after another? There weren't like spaces or hiatus. Yes, because Bemis. Went, oh shit! Okay, there you go. Bemis Never went one. Then. He went one eighty eight to two hundred, and then yep. after two hundred, it was done. And then I can't like we've got we got that Moon Knight annual with Kang, and then that was just like a yep. one a one thing. Then you had Agent yeah. Khonshu. because our number one was two hundred one. Okay, and then you have this uh, the Serpent War, like four part, yep. where he, and then Zub was done, and then the new, and yeah. then and then you have the okay. the red, black, and white. So like, I feel like in my head I've got like these. It these, felt like, like a long time. These, these gaps of years between these all these teams we talked about just now, but I guess it was a lot closer than I thought it was. So there was the high. I guess there was the high. Well, I never know what to call it because it's two different things there's high strangers and high strangeness is that for right. part like in, where he deals with like mk ultra and aliens and stuff that was 98 yeah. yeah and then we didn't get anything until 2006 right right so that, that was, i think that, that's that was the, vengeance right uh no that was that was charlie and david finch 2006 yes that was the bottom the fuck <laughs> vengeance yeah, was after that yeah, think, yeah, it yeah. was. I, I thought, I, man, I thought the Charlie and Finch one was much earlier, but no, two thousand and six. Man, I gotta, I gotta get my shit together. Because <laughs> I, I think, because <laughs> like you had still trap memory. It's no, insane. listen, because like, you have the regular run, and then yeah, yeah, yeah. You, then you had the Mark Spec, the Mark Specter Moon Knight, which went for sixty issues, which it blows my mind to this day that it's never been republished in any form. Yeah, it's still it's crazy. Yeah, and then wild. and then you had like four, like after. After issue sixty of that, then you had too many series that were four oh, issues in the nineties. Yeah. Because I because I always get the high strangers, high strangers. I get that mixed with the the downside with the south of the border. Just yes. just the titles I get mixed up. Yes, yes. So that's, that's that's what I was thinking of. I was thinking about you're talking about the end of the uh, yes that whole run. Gotcha, yes, gotcha. yes, yes, yes. So okay. uh, yeah, it's all good. I had another question. I forgot what it was. We were just, oh, oh yeah, sorry. Go ahead. No, no, no. So the so this this printing thing. Like I know, like it's beyond your control. But how it's got to be frustrating, right? Like you, you're sitting out here trying to self promote and trying to get people into the books. And and then it's like, Oh, well, we got to push it back two weeks. I mean, it's like, I, it, I try not to think about a whole lot. It's basically, it's, it's the weather, you know, right. yeah. it's not, it's not the weather causing it, but it's like the weather, the weather's going to happen. There's nothing I can do about it. I'm trying to get, you know, if I'm going to get mad at the weather, I might as well get mad at everything. Sure. Absolutely. <laughs> you know, um, so I you know, generally try not to get too upset about things I can't really control because what like what am I gonna do? 
And I just, you know, kind of roll with it, I guess. I mean, I had Taskmaster come out like a year later than it was supposed to. So uh, oh, wow. a couple a couple weeks isn't a big deal. Absolutely. So, okay, I, you can correct me on this because I, I may have the wrong perception on this, but sure. you had the Devil's Reign tie-in, which you wrote, mm-hmm. which was great. It was basically, oh, like, it was basically like Bronson, but yeah. with Moon Knight. Um, and so did it get pushed back, like, was it supposed to come out like before seven? Um, I'm not really it, sure. Like, I, I think in my head, I thought it was going to be, but I may not have gotten any actual official confirmation that that was the case. I, I certainly wrote it under the impression it was going to come out between. Um, so six and seven, six and seven. Cause yeah. then, cause there's the whole thing with devil's reign two, which I'm, I'm sure that that's, that's gnarly as can be to try to like, there's a big event going on and you're trying to tie in with it and try to, you know, do all the checks and balances yeah. on that. But it seems like, like six happened. And then like, it was like issue two of devil's reign when like, you know, Fisk is like, you know, rounding yeah. up everybody. And then we get seven with Hunter's moon. And then it felt like eight came out, but then we, in like a week later or the week of was the devil. Oh, yeah. It, it, yeah. It was, it was, it was a weird did timing. Eight, did, thing. did eight come out before devil's reign? I can't confirm but i i know that seven was out yeah. for a few weeks before the devil's reign time oh no wait yeah eight yeah it was 100 move on right yeah sorry whatever it was yeah yeah sorry I, yeah my, you know yeah 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 so i, I do know it, it kind of felt like because originally we were supposed to get if when it was originally announced like in january we were going to get three moon night titles within the span of four weeks and that yeah. included like the black and white which obviously got pushed back and it was like the devil's reign and all that stuff so yeah i mean it's yeah, like it's, it's not ideal. Sure. But ultimately, like it's not, it's not fucking Proust here, you know. Like it's, yeah. this is this is superhero comics. If you gotta like maybe squint at it a bit to, to have it make sense, it's not that big a deal. Sure. You know, ultimately, if you're that confused by it, just look at a wiki and like it'll tell you what's going on. That's, that's um, what Jacob does. That's how he consumes yeah. comics. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's just like how I know what's you know, like I, I tweeted about. It. I, I made a diagram about like the whole thing. But ultimately, like, it's it's superhero comics. This, this is not the first time this has happened. It's not the sure. last. Absolutely. Where it's like, hey, you want to know what's going on? You got to buy this other comic book. Welcome to how this industry works, you know? Yeah. Um, so, like, like I said, it was not ideal. But also, I didn't think it was the world's biggest deal at that point. How many issues off the top of your head have went to a second printing? Or third? I don't know. I, I, never, I, I can't find out very well. Like, I thought... It seemed like they all did, but I asked Alessandro and he's like, I don't know either, but I don't think all of them went to a second printing. I, know, like, I think the first six did at least. I know yeah. the first one went to the third. Yeah. Uh, it's something that you like try not to worry about as far as like, I mean, that's, that's gotta be good for you. Though, right? anxiety oh, about, like, okay, oh, I mean, it's like, I think it's great. Um, like I know, I know 10 definitely went to second printing. So I remember it. Uh, did nine go to second printing? It might have. Yeah. I think it did. I occasionally see it like, you know, pop up on Twitter yeah. or whatever, like the Marvel thing, but like, yeah. But also like, like, like nobody tells me and I, I, I there seems to be no good place in the internet to try and find it out until like someone writes an article about like, here's the uh, column post going to second printing this month, which does not always happen. Sure. Um, so the most thing I say is it certainly seems like the majority have, which is, you know, pretty fucking good. Like yeah, to, have, awesome. to have, an, have an issue 10 go to second printing is wild. Absolutely. Uh, I mean, it's, know. I, 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 like I said, there's like three or four shops around here and I have one, I have my home, my home shop, but it's 
you can never find any issues like two or three days after release. Like they're never there. And like the the book is doing extremely well, even here, which is like, I'm the moon Knight guy. Anytime I walk into the shop, they're like, Oh, you're here for some moon Knight stuff. And it's like, yeah, I know. I've got, (laughs) but like, like, how can you tell you wearing your moon Knight shirt? Yeah. Well, I'm not always wearing a moon Knight shirt. Like I just, you know, know. I've got, I've got several, but you know, it's fine. Um, If you could, how about this? If you could have any, alpha flight character like show up in either strange or moon i guess it'd be two different answers like who would it be because I, I, I don't know anything about alpha flight but i can tell you right now if you if if you announced like next week that you're writing alpha flight i'm going to be there day one just because oh, well, you are literally like i i'm not this is not sure coding you because like jacob can attest i don't really give compliments to people like you're worth it you're you're becoming one of my favorite like oh, comic book writers like like i would never read strange like i like strange i like sure. dr strange he's cool like kind of like you like he's cool but like i've never been well i am kind of cool yes yes absolutely <laughs> but like i read i was like okay well because like i've read taskmaster i've read sure. your daughter's the dragon like I've, I've went back and like read all like the majority of your stuff and it's like it's great like it's just good oh, fun stuff but like you, you read death of dr strange and it's like well shit i'll just keep going let's just read yeah. these next two issues yeah, like, let's, let's just see how this goes yeah like let's just keep going so but back to the original question of like who would you who like who's your favorite alpha flight character i mean it's, it's, it, like it's always gonna be puck puck is great yeah uh and um you know i, I was really pleased that, like i did get the chance to do an alpha flight story in that uh alpha flight you know one shot anthology one shot it's like me and zub and briss and each wrote one. Oh, dude this looks like a very I'm looking up Alpha Flight. Sorry, I've never heard oh. of Alpha Flight, so I'm looking it up right now. <laughs> it, like, it definitely gives me it gives me of? very much like I don't know when was this written? <laughs> uh, they came out of uh, like the Claremont X Men stuff. Seventy nine is that what it, yeah or okay yeah full or cameo the Uncanny X Men is when they yeah they they, they showed a staple Wolverine home and uh, didn't go great for anybody. Dope as sure. hell. I'm not gonna lie, like the big guy in the background. He's oh, oh Sa- Sasquatch. Absolutely. Are you didn't, nobody told me it was Sasquatch. Uh, I was waiting run. for it. Uh, it's awesome. Are you kidding yeah, me? Most recently seen in uh, Gamma Flight. Actually, so is Puck. That's my favorite um, character. But yeah, you know, I love Puck. I like Marina a lot. Um, as you know, she's a character that doesn't get much, uh, you know, FaceTime anymore, but she's the only person who's from like the end of Canada that I'm from. So I'm like, yeah, you know, I got to be there for the only Maritimer in the crew. Well, it's not really from the Maritimer. She's from Atlantic Canada. She's from Newfoundland, but. It's the same ocean. It's the same yeah. side of the continent. Okay, Puck. Okay, gotcha. Puck's um, little, right? Yeah, Puck. Puck he's great, though. He's uh, he's been the king of hell at, some, at one point, I think. Uh, yeah, he's just he's just all around great. He but, reminds me uh, of Krillin from Dragon Ball Z. Is what I'm, uh, he's giving Krillin vibes. <laughs> uh, he's, he's, I think he's got a little more a uh, little more a little more swing than Krillin did. Not just that. Yeah, he's ripped as shit. While, while Jacob is sitting there like doing all that, where? <laughs> because i don't want to keep you too much longer but like where do you ultimately pull like inspiration from like just for in just in general like what what inspires you to write uh currently my mortgage (laughs) that's fair that's fair but uh, no no like i mean i guess ultimately i guess i should say like what writers do you do you kind of like look up to that's like oh yeah like this is these people have influenced me as a writer I mean, I like as a writer, you kind of just take inspiration from everything you can. Yeah. Like, I can watch like the most dog shit movie and be like, "Oh, I'm, I'm gonna, like, I had an idea from watching this. And, like, I'm there's here's a fragment of an idea that I got from this movie that I'm gonna put in this in my you know my notes or whatever, and maybe spin up into something interesting. 
you know, any, anything you read or anything you see, you can get an idea from. Um, like perhaps most transparently that, uh, you know, the Daughters of the Dragon series, each of those, you know, two issue arcs was very, came from a very specific set of references where like the first two issues was, I was reading like, I think well, I'd seen Inherent Vice and I started reading like the you know, Thomas Pynchon weird 60s Topanga Canyon, uh, California stuff. I was like, I'll, I'll do that for my first story. That'd be great. So you got like, you know, you got bikers, you got weird hippie kids, uh, you got you know, ruminations on America eating its young. And then, you know, the second one was, uh, shit, what was the second one? Oh yeah, because I, I was reading a bunch of Master of Kung Fu, like the old one. So, you know, I love that series. And that like real spy fi, um, you know, that 60s Nick Fury stuff going into, you know, 70s Master of Kung Fu stuff. And you know, that, that kind of like super spy stuff right. was like that's that's where all that came from and then the last two issues i was like well i, I love the prisoner so i'm just gonna do the prisoner but on a boat yeah. like every, everyone's everyone's kidnapped everyone's brainwashed so you know none of those things i think are carbon copies of the inspirations but they are very deeply rooted in that inspiration and i think you know the trick is to identify the things that you like about the things that you like and use that as a jumping off point and not as you know just you know put in the photocopier and change, change your initials and, and see what you right. got. <laughs> yeah. Don't plagiarize. Yeah. I mean, try your best not to, but if you do, you know, you be cool. <laughs> Eventually, uh, I mean, you could always say that like everybody has their own individual take on something. Sure. It's just yeah, like, absolutely. It's take on it. It's like, yeah, sure. You wrote this like yesterday, but this is my take on what you wrote. And it, it yeah. may look the same because we have the same take, you know? And so, yeah. And I mean, like, you know, it's, it's interesting too because I'll do research for one project and it becomes a thing for another. Where uh, you know I was reading the the old, the really early Ditko Doctor Strange stuff because of Death of Doctor Strange, and I was like, oh shit, it's a House of Shadows. This rules, and I'm gonna take that and put that in Moon Knight yeah. because it's you know, that kind of cross pollination of like where you're doing something for one one project, and it serves another project, and you know, vice versa. You know, hence we see uh, everyone's favorite Randall Spector turning up in uh, in Strange number four, five? four or five, four Strange number four. Yeah. So uh, you know, it's uh, it, it's, it's it's fun. It's kind of like cross pollination stuff they're working on. Yeah, it's, it goes back to like you're kind of just playing in your own like little sandbox in the universe, and it's it's and it's even more rewarding when you're yeah. when you're reading both and stuff like that. Um, I had I had another one I lost it, but um, what would what advice do you have for anyone who's like listening to this and like kind of wants to pursue being a writer? What advice do you have? Well, I've got kind of like two vectors of advice. Excuse me. Uh, the first is not the advice anyone wants to hear, but it's kind of the one everybody needs to hear is that if you want to be a writer specifically you want to be a professional writer you got to have a backup because the odds of becoming a professional writer are extraordinarily slim you know i i never thought i would be actually a professional writer you know to make my living off telling stories and like you know writing down my bullshit thoughts because it's just like you know where i come where i came from all the kids i went to high school with they all wanted to be professional hockey players and the odds of them becoming a professional hockey player and the odds of me becoming a professional writer are roughly similar so like, it's not something that there's any guarantee in. 
So you got to have a backup plan. You know, like you got, you got to be able to, you got to be able to pay your rent. You got to be able to feed yourself. I uh, it's, you can't just expect this to work out for you from the get go. But the flip side to that, <clears throat> excuse me, the flip side of that is if you want to be a writer, no one can stop you from doing that because if you want to be a writer. All you got to do is write. And it has never been easier to write. Uh, like, you know, you got a computer, you can write on that. You got a paper and a pen, you can write on that. You got a phone, like there's, yeah. there's people, there's people who write articles and scripts on phones, which seems insane to me, but you know, that's just, that's how it is. But the key part is you got to write. And it's very easy to <laughs> call yourself a writer and not write anything, which is what I did for years. Uh, you know, I got it in my head that, uh, you know, this is, was in 2011 or so in my second year of teacher school and in my English teaching methods, we're reading young adult novels, like, you know, young adult fantasy adventure stuff. And I was like, man, shit, I can do this. Like, this is, they're relatively short. They're not incredibly sophisticated. I'm like, this is something I could do. So I got in my head, I was like, I'm going to write a novel. And I shot my mouth off about it. I was talking to everybody. I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm going to write a novel, blah, 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 blah. And uh, I ran into a friend I hadn't seen for a year. And he's like, oh, you know, it's been a long time since I've seen you. How's that novel going you were talking about a year ago? <laughs> in my head, and I was like, oh, I'm, you know, I'm still, I'm still putting some ideas together. I'm still planning it. And in my head, I was like, fuck. Like, God damn it, you got me out of it. Yeah, he absolutely, absolutely <laughs> did without even trying to. Like, and, and I had to like really kind of have a hard reckoning with myself. And that like, I've been calling myself a writer and talking a lot of shit for this last year. I've not written word one. I wrote a little bunch of notes, but what's that? It's nothing. Like, so, you know, I, I wrote that novel. Nobody published it because nobody wanted to, and that was fine. But at the end of the day, I still did it. You know, I had like an 80, like 88,000 word novel I wrote. Uh, later on, um, some friends from school, we got together and we started a writing club. So it was like four of us. And every month we'd meet and we'd read the stuff that we wrote. And for me, that was incredibly important because it was the first time I had a deadline for writing because I refused to show up at writing club without a complete story. It could be 2000 words, it could be 10,000 words, but I wasn't going to show up with a fragment. So for the first time in my life, I was working on a writing deadline. So I had to figure out what the story was going to be I had to outline it, you know, plan, plan out how it was going to work and then write the thing in, within the course of a month. And, you know, I was, I was teaching English, sorry, English teaching high school or junior high full-time at that point in time. So it wasn't like I was sitting around all day writing stories, but like I said, you know, you got to have a backup. You got to have something that's actually going to pay the bills while you do the writing. Yeah. And, and, and write and writing club was a hugely formative for me because if I had gotten the opportunity to write comics and I had not developed that ability to write to a deadline, I would have fucked it all up. I would have got absolutely. that. I would have got that gig. I'd have fucked it up. And that would be the end of it. Being able to take rejection, right? Sure. Well, I mean, I don't, I don't take rejection well, but also the only person who knows about it is me. So it's fine. You you can take rejection as badly. You can take rejection as badly as you want, as long as you don't go out there and be like, how dare you? (laughs) How dare you? (laughs) Yeah. Like I I can like have a little little tantrum around my house, but ultimately it doesn't, you know, no one knows about it except me and my wife and my cat and my dog. I know what I'm doing. It's I know what I'm, fuck you. I'm not not on Twitter. I'm like, You'll never guess what happened this time. <laughs> uh, that's ex- extremely important for anyone yeah. who's like in their twenties. Yeah. Don't don't 
you don't have to give all of your feelings away on on social media it's no it's not okay before i forget about it what is the first book called sorry if you if you like your first novel if you if that's if you want to share it of course oh it it was never published okay never mind yeah yeah no it's it's uh, it's unless you have the password to my like google drive you you it's impossible for you to read it okay i got Um, it all right yeah no it's uh i like i wrote it like it's completed but also no one wants no one wanted to publish it and eventually got i got sick of uh printing it out and mailing it so okay so uh, so to piggyback off that we talked about it last time as far as like you know a lot of people in the comics industry you know they'll do the thing for dc and they and they do stuff for marvel and then they also do their um self-publish or their their creator creator owned stuff yeah have you made any progress on that uh, I've actually made negative progress on it since uh, I signed an exclusive with Marvel. So uh, currently, uh, Marvel owns my ass for the, the next year and a half. You've got a lot on your plate right now. So uh, I can well, imagine, uh, yes. You know? I, I mean, yeah. I figured that's the thing. So but um, that can be a good like, thing, I, though. It can't be like I like I, I still do intend to do some creator on stuff. It's just currently I don't have time to do anything other than the the stuff I've already got on Absolutely. my plate. You know. Um. So you can answer this or not do do you have like we were talking about moon Knight and how it like sure. you know eventually it's going to uh, hope i mean we all wish it could go forever maybe yeah, except yeah. for you but do you have like confirmed of how far out right now you are approved to write for um because we know 14's coming obviously yeah, yeah, after yeah. that i mean so like i can't i can't speak too much sure on it but i mean like Obviously, our first 12 issues will be done soon. And we're extended out for another six after that. Okay. And that's and that's and that's not saying that we're gonna be done at whatever the fuck number that is, 18. So that would be December. Yeah. Sure. Okay. And you're you're better at the math than I am. I, I mean, I'm really not. I'm just because <laughs> issue 13 will be July, because you started July. So 14. Well, it, it, it might it might be July. <laughs> also fair. We don't really know. But yeah, so like that's that's what we're working on now um and it's not to say that that's the end of it but sure. you know I don't, I don't want to speak too far out we're, getting into, we're, we're getting into pretty hazy territory at that point i, I, Understandable. I, I still had to ask the question so no, sure but um, I mean, it's it's it is interesting because there's so many people like i can't believe this is over at 12 and people are like saying that like issue eight i'm like why why are you saying it's over at 12 like there's been no like, announcement to that i don't have or i think there was like a weird release public release or something like when they announced it like there was a lot of people that had that same like i i didn't i i think yeah. it just said like for like 12 issue arc or something like in the in like a statement when they announced it and yeah, so so because like because like i should only mention that when you know i was planning moon Knight, they, they basically gave us permission to do 12 issues out of the gate yeah which is you know which is great usually yeah. you get five issues and then we'll see if it's see how it's doing because you know, a lot of like a lot of books don't make it past that five issue cutoff. Sure. You know, you get you get books that are canceled before the first issue comes out because it's just not resonating with people, I guess, or whatever. So to get those 12 issues guaranteed out of the gate was like a real vote of confidence. Because anyway, it, it, it was also a pretty easy vote of confidence given the Moon Knight show will obviously juice the numbers. Um, especially once that first trade comes out around the time the uh, the TV show starts up. So, yeah. Do you got anything, Jacob? We've taken uh, plenty. My of last time. question is going to be: If you were, so my wife is going to be listening, and we've always sure. wanted to travel to Canada. 
Yeah. I hope she's listening. She might not be. It is. Isn't it's up to her. She's that's all right. That's all right. My, my wife's not listening to this. So, so no, we, no, that's fair. <laughs> we, uh, we've always wanted to travel to Canada. Like what would you, where would you suggest somebody like, uh, to tour, like for a tourist, like where would you suggest for them to yeah. visit? Like where would be the first city or, or state that you, you guys call them states? Or? Provinces. Provinces. What, 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 what would you suggest for somebody? Where, where, where are you coming from? Like how far? Are, uh, oh gosh, Coast. Tennessee. Yeah. Oh, okay. Coast. Okay. Okay. So it's yeah. only like, it's probably like a 12, 15 hour drive. Right. Fuck if I know. I ain't driving. I ain't driving. I don't know. Um, uh, yeah, like, uh, you know, there's, there's a lot of great places in Canada. It depends what you want. Like, you know, I live in Nova Scotia. It's it's really nice here in the summer. Um, you know, it's there's there's beaches, there's boating activities, there's, you know, a lot of trails and stuff like that. Um, and you're going to see that in a lot of the maritime provinces if you're interested in, like, hiking and stuff like that. There's okay. a lot of that in the different provinces in you know, Nova Scotia and New Brunswick and Prince Edward Island and Newfoundland. Um, if you're looking for more, more like city stuff, uh, you, you can't go wrong with Montreal and Quebec. Montreal is an incredible city. You live there for about I think, three years or so. Um, it's you know, the one city in Quebec you can get by without much French. Uh, but yeah, that's it's right. I forgot. Like, I was like Quebec. I remember we all, my only reference for Canada, like letter culture Kenny. is Letterkenny. And so, oh, yeah. yeah <laughs> Uh, but yeah, you know, if you're going for a city, you can't go wrong in Montreal. It's it's just a really right. cool city with a lot of great stuff going on. It's it's extremely hot in the summer. Uh, okay, all right. And you know, and, and you know, having for, been a former resident of Montreal, I'd be like, you know, I fuck Toronto. <laughs> well, no, that's, yeah. that, that's well, actually like, 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 Maple have always been our like you know being you're talking hockey. Fan. He doesn't. Oh, sorry. Oh, no, okay, I mean, so... I mean like, again, like you know, I got the Habs in my heart here. Like away of the boys, but uh, that's fair. I think our Boston Boston's coach went to the Habs. I'm pretty sure, right? I like, mean, I'm, I hate it. I I really only support the Habs out of habit. Really, <laughs> I don't know anything about them. I got you. It's all right. Um, but yeah, you know, then there's you know Niagara Falls in Ontario. Um, there's you know the mountains, hiking, skiing, and stuff like that, and through Alberta and the prairies. Uh, Vancouver is a beautiful city in British Columbia. It has a wonderful climate. So, you know, there's, you can kind of find something anywhere. It just depends what you're looking for. So it sounds like I just need to throw a dart at the map and it's going to be a beautiful <laughs> place to visit. Ultimately, it's how long you want to drive. Yeah, that's fair too. I noticed you didn't mention like Edmonton or Calgary. And is it Banff, I mean, the, Banff, the, Banff National Park? Yeah, I mean, that, that's all the prairies. Yeah. <laughs> well, you you know, that's, I mean, Edmonton, Calgary, and Banff are all in Alberta. So that's, you know, there's your mountains, there's your skiing and your, your hiking good. and whatnot. I've never been there, so I can't really speak to oh, it. Oh, okay. But. Well, that's. I mean, I've never, I've never been to Banff. Like I've been to Alberta. But... Oh, okay. Well, it's okay because Jacob's not been to. He's been to like four states, so he's not a very yeah. well-traveled person. I don't get out very often. I mean, you know, it's the pandemic. Like, where are you going? Even before then. Yeah, yeah, it was the pandemic. It was definitely just the pandemic, not because I didn't like hanging outside. Yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. All right, Jed. I've taken enough of your time. I appreciate right, you. Fellas. Well, it was good. To, uh, it's good to have a chat. Let's. Uh... Do it again in another another six months or so. Yeah, I mean, anytime, anytime you're yeah. uh, you're you're willing to jump on. Where can people find you? Obviously, they can buy your all of your yeah, books. Please yourself. support and protect Jed at all costs is what <laughs> I what I say in my friend circles when it comes to certain things. Like just just support Jed like yeah. so much. Yeah, no, I'm on uh, my my main public facing social media is Twitter. So it's twitter.com slash Jed McKay. J-E-D-N-A-C-K-A-Y, not McKay, M-C-K-A-Y. 
uh, which is uh, a common misconception, but maybe that's fine. Uh, but yeah, that's that's where I talk about stuff that's coming out. Um, my intermittent odysseys into uh, 10 to 15 year old video games. Oh, well, actually, no, 15 to 20 year old video games. And and yeah, you know, and then when I'm drinking, I'll tell jokes. So that's, oh, that's about yeah. it. It's nice. <laughs> All righty. Well, it's an absolute pleasure. Absolute pleasure. Oh, thank thanks, you thanks so much. It's a great chat. And uh, yeah, good luck. Good luck finding the Canadian vacation destination of your dreams. Do. I'm gonna. I'll keep it posted. I'll just. I'll tweet at you whenever we decide. Yeah. To, you're you're like, what about this place? What about yeah. this place? <laughs> and then, then you're gonna regret. You're like, oh, I should have never yeah. said anything. <laughs> you're like, fuck. Do travel agents still exist? Is that a job that still exists? It's coming back. I just watched an article on the. Hey. the you watched, watched an article. article? Yes, I watched. They they spoke the words to me oh. from the article, but they were talking about like travel agents are making a comeback. So hey, you know, good for that. <laughs>